Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Food for Thought. Your table is now ready. Your servers will be Nate Geary and Bruce Nolan. Our specials today are cold, hard facts and fresh, hot takes. Can I get you started with... I'm sorry, just one moment. Can I get a little energy in here? Serving it up to you live on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. I'm Bruce Nolan, that's Nate Geary, and this is Food for Thought, a show combining two of your three favorite F-words. That's right, food and football. The third one is the ever-so-forgotten, but ever-so-lovely, Friendlies. Your neighborhood friendlies. friendlies. Absolutely, I remember Friendlies. What an elite place that used to be. I mean, just... All that was the place for vibes, friendlies. All the vibes at friendlies. Did you get the peanut butter Sunday from friendlies? Oh, come on. That was the elite of the elite Sundays at friendlies. I was also a big banana split guy because it was just absolutely absurd. And it was one of those things like our our neighborhood friendlies um, left for a long time in Hamburg. Uh, it was, uh, on South park in the village of Hamburg, right by the fairgrounds. It's there forever. When I was a kid, that was like the friendlies. And then it went away for shoot, like almost a decade only to pop back up in Hamburg near the McKinley mall. Not too far, Bruce, from where I took you, um, and your lovely wife to go get pizza at, uh, Picasso's, which I'm sure you'll do a read on here in just a moment. Um, and then that also recently closed. So, uh, although Friendly's was the elite vibe maker, had a tough time. Listen, every chain restaurant has a tough time here in Buffalo. Um, you know, like Ruby Tuesdays, I think, closed a long while back. There are Applebee's. Applebee's do seem to thrive in Buffalo for some weird odd reason. But yeah, Friendly's just, it just was not meant for the long run here in Buffalo. It's Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch is the reason why Applebee's thrive, along with David mm. Buster's. That's true. Which makes a lot of sense. Yes, Matt in the comment section says he misses the conehead Sunday. I miss the conehead Sunday too. Do the Sunday and they flip the cone upside down and put it on there. Yeah. And they put the little dots on there with Reese's pieces so it looks like they have eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Picasso's pizza, I, you know, oh, I, yeah, I'm right? thrilled. I love the fact that I get to do a Picasso's pizza ad read. I really do because I love Picasso's pizza. I really do. do. My wife has gone on record as saying it's the best pizza she ever had. Period. Mm. And every show on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network is presented by Picasso's Pizza. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's We Are Buffalo Pizza, shipping locally and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. Nate, do you have your drink ready for tonight? Yeah, I always do. 
So I poured myself a about two fingers worth okay. of vanilla crown mm. and mixed it with root beer. And I have that in front of me so that we will be ready for the food without drinking game. But if you are out there and you pour yourself a Genesee, get ready. Because since 1878, Genesee has poured generations of brewing knowledge into each pint, can, and bottle of their beer. They make no sacrifices when it comes to their beer, brewing each with the highest quality ingredients for a consistently drink, great drinking experience. Look for Genesee Beer, Genesee Light, Cream Ale, and their specialty line with beers like Ruby Red Colch and Oktoberfest, mm. Genesee Brewery, Rochester, New York. Nate is pantomiming drinking out of the <laughs> Genesee Brewery pint glass. A reminder that you should hit all the engagement buttons, like, subscribe, rate, review. Any super chats greater than $10, get a Genesee pint glass. Just make sure you're following at Genesee Brewery on Twitter and DM at Nate Geary Sports. Proof of the super chat and the Genesee follow mm -hmm. with your address to get it. Nate, are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready for this episode. I got some good, 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 good stuff. We got some good stuff? Yeah. Have, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Trey says, Bruce, I know you're not Buffalo local. Have you tried Picasso's Pizza shipped nationwide? I have not because, quite frankly, I just don't want to pay for it. I didn't know uh, that it shipped. It, it ships. It's just significant. Yeah. It's like a hundred bucks for two pizzas or something. It's it's that's a lot. It's 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 a lot. Yeah, I just why why do that when you can come visit your friend? Uh, that's me, and we could just go get it. Right. Exactly. We could just do. By that. the way, Bruce, last yeah. week, uh, maybe it was last weekend Saturday. Uh, we had someone tweet that, uh, you know, we actually, I had, they came up to me when I was at an event on Saturday night and said, uh, kind of came up to me. It was, it was kind of a loud setting. So he kind of brushed over into my ear and said, uh, you can tell me, is Bruce here? <laughs> <laughs> I said, uh, he is always here. He's among us. Uh, he, he lives among us and you'd never know. You'd never know. But you'd he said, know. I told him, listen, man, you know, uh, he is as mysterious as the wind. Um, you'll never know. And he said, you are, uh, you're clearly a good friend. And I said, yeah, he, he, he said, uh, your, your secret is certainly safe with me, which is true. Well, I appreciate that. JR says vanilla crown and root beer sounds amazing. It is. It is. It does sound I, very am, good. I am a very, very good mixologist hmm. and I would not steer you wrong. So pull out your vanilla crown root beer, your Jenny or whatever it is you got and get ready for the food for thought drinking game quick recap of the food for thought drinking game take a drink if any of the following things occurs number one either host mentions their pet that's probably going to happen number two gotcha. either host mentions their dynasty fantasy football league number three nate's cat jumps on his show during the show jumps on his lap during the show number four nate name drops a local buffalo restaurant applebee's does not count number five the third f of the show is some set some subset of food in this case it was friendlies Everybody take a drink because we already hit number five. Number six, there's a super chat. Number seven, a winner or loser of the week is some version of all of us. Number eight, Bruce says what I mean by that is. Number nine, Bruce gives a fictional reason why his camera isn't working. And number 10, Nate openly Google something during the show. Let's get moving. So the theme of tonight's show, Mr. Geary, is yep. best served cold mm. because the Buffalo Bills are getting ready for their second game against the New York Jets. And the first game against the New York Jets did not exactly go the way you wanted it to. No, it did not. But the Jets are a different team at this point. Yep. The Bills are a different team at this point. Certainly. And if you want revenge, 
it is best served cold. So let's talk about some foods that you otherwise might not have thought of that you believe are best served cold. Mm. Nate, what you got? So um, the easiest choice and maybe most common choice here is going to be pizza. People do tend to like pizza cold better than they like it, you know, fresh and warm. Cold pizza is fine. Uh, but I more than likely am going to warm it up at least a little bit. I don't need when I have leftover pizza, I don't necessarily need to have the cheese remelted. In fact, most times I find that with a lot of greasy cheeses, it's not particularly good when you have to reheat it and try to get it melted down. It almost takes too long. You end up burning the bottom in an attempt to get the cheese back to the sort of fresh state that it came in. So I am not going to choose leftover pizza as the ter- the dip, uh, the dish best served cold. I'm going to do one that might be out of left field, Bruce. And I'm not sure if you've ever experienced or ever had this, but my food that I prefer is fried chicken. Oh my fried, fried chicken, chicken cold. Yes. Okay. Well, so I'm listening. When I, when I was a kid, there's not a lot of great places in Buffalo for fried chicken. Like we didn't get a Popeye's until like three or four years ago. So that was the issue for me as I just like, I never had access to it. Um, now this is, this is going to kind of sound embarrassing for people that are listening that are in places that have generally speaking, good fried chicken, but tops tops had the best fried chicken around. Um, I used to actually, whenever like my dad would get it for us. Cause you know, my dad was single and, you know, when me and my sister went to go, you know, stay with my dad for the weekend, he would cook. But like, you know, he's also like, let's go get some Topps fried chicken. And there was a Topps right near where he lived. And I always remembered eating all the sides first. You know, he'd maybe make mashed potatoes. So I'd eat the mashed potatoes. I'd have my have my my pop. And what I'd want to do is I'd let that chicken almost get to like room temperature. But there was something about leaving it in the bag like kind of, you know, closing up the bag, putting it in the fridge, and then the next morning waking up and having a drumstick that's cold, fresh out of the fridge. Bruce, I don't know what it is, but it's like the coat gets like a little saltier. Um, First of all, you don't rip into it and immediately burn your mouth apart. But really what it comes down to is for when it's cold like that, the chicken, like the meat itself actually tends to bind better to the skin. And I don't know, it just creates this delicious, salty, perfect bite. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Cold fried chicken, man. It's just, if you've never done it, you should try it. So I am not embarrassed when you say that Topps has the best fried chicken around. Okay. Because my local supermarket also has the best fried chicken around. And I usually try and get there at 11, 11.05 on like a Saturday morning. Sure. Right right when it comes out of the The fryer. fresh batch, yeah. Yeah, and I'll be like, "Hey, did you just, just you, uh, you know, Janice? You know, because of course they always have a Janice, right? Every 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 deli <laughs> at <right>. every grocery <laughs> store you ever been to has a Janice. That's right. So I say, "Hey, Janice." She goes, "Hey, Bruce, what's up?" I say, "Hey, uh, help me out here. Uh, how old's that chicken?" She goes, "Honey, I just took it out." I said, "I just pulled it." That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that is the good stuff. I said, Troy says, "Hook a Brucer up." He says in there, <laughs> yes, hook a Brewster up. That's exactly right. That is right. So, I'm I'm not ashamed of that because fried chicken from a grocery store is completely reasonable. If you have okay, a gigantic, I'm glad. Usually they have a gigantic pressure cooker in the back, mm-hmm. and there's nothing 
it's nothing saying you can't get good fried chicken from a rest from a grocery store. Like no, but like intrinsically about a grocery store that would tell you you can't. It feels like barbecue, Bruce, in that it's really meant for a place that doesn't have tables. Like you know, when you walk into a barbecue joint or a fried chicken joint, and there's nowhere indoors to sit. Like, you know that you've now made it to a destination place right. for whatever food you're about to eat. And, like, it's funny. When I travel, like, going on Instagram now is kind of easy. Like, you can just kind of see what great restaurants. And you get to actually see the food, which I think from a quality assurance perspective, it's hard to beat knowing and seeing something before you eat it, right? It's almost like you can taste it when you see it. At least when good restaurants post good content like that on Instagram, it could be their best friend, right? Because you can get people far and wide to go to your restaurant based on the way your food looks. Uh, you're doing something right. But a lot of the places that serve the best food aren't necessarily like the best places to look at. They're not the prettiest places. I, one of the best fried chickens I've ever had, piece of fried chicken I've ever had, Bruce, came from a gas station. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, like that tracks. It's now that doesn't go for everything. You're not going to find the best sushi you've ever had in the gas station. But you will and can absolutely find very good fried chicken. Your point about the pressure cook is an important one. That's really where you're making the best fried chicken. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So for me, the food that is best served cold is Tagalongs. Girl Scout cookies, right? Girl Scout cookies. I thought that's what you were talking about. Out of the I'm fridge. Is the peanut butter one Tagalongs? Yep. And here's the reason why. So because they're coated in chocolate, but there's a peanut mm -hmm. butter layer, the heat from your fingers will cause it to melt a little bit. And that also changes fundamentally the texture of the tagalong. Yeah, if I imagine. Wanna, if, if you want to get a nice, hard, solid tagalong, you get it from the fridge. Hmm. Now, you can also, if you are an Aldi person like I am, me as well, you can get the imitation tagalongs for typically 99 cents or $1.19 from Aldi and throw those in the fridge. And I always have them around in case I want a cookie. And I didn't want to say, Troy says thin mints and Reese's peanut butter cups. Reese's, Reese's peanut butter cups. Reese's peanut butter cups, to me, that's Good. right up there with pizza as far as everyone says that. So yeah. I didn't want to yeah. say it for that specific reason because everybody says that. So for me, Girl Scout cookies, tagalongs specifically are markedly better hmm. served. Cold. I think I'll have to try that next time. It's solid. I would not steer you wrong. Oh, I know you wouldn't steer me wrong. Moving along. We're going to try something a little different here because usually – we talk about if the last game was a food. Like because it's a very rare thing yeah. for us. <laughs> because the last game happened last Thursday, but our last show was last Friday. So we already did what that under, what on Bill's Pats. So we're going to do it moving forward because I thought this was a good opportunity to do a future game as a food. So we are going to say, what if Bill's Jets take two? Bill's Jets V2.0 was a food. What kind of food would it be? And I'm going to go first. Okay. It is an Asian buffet. Ooh. And I'll tell you why, Nate. When you go to an Asian buffet and you grab your plate the first time through, you don't ever do it right. 
No, that's right. You don't. You don't ever do it right the first time through. You're because so right. you're usually compulsive and you're grabbing things the, as the they appear to you. you. Yeah. First things you see. Yeah. Oh, I want that. I want that. I want that. I want that. It's only the second time through the buffet that you really get it. You know why? Because you've sampled everything. You know what you like. You know what you don't like. You know what works, what doesn't work. You know what flavor combinations you want to try. It always takes a second time through an Asian buffet mm. to get right. It's a good one, Bruce. And for Bill's Jets V2, I think there's a lot of things you can point back to from the first Bill's Jets game that did not go the way that they wanted it to go. Mm-hmm. They did not have the game that they wanted to have. But sometimes you need to go through the Asian buffet one time and, you know, go, eh, I don't know what that is, but I'm going to go ahead and try it. I'm not sure how much I trust the Mugu guy pan here, but I'm going to give it a shot. <laughs> you know, I don't know if we want to run outside zone against this team or not. I don't know if we want to do man or gap, you know, man gap or, or, or inside zone duos. I don't know what I want to run. I don't know how, I don't know how much I can get away with testing sauce Gardner the first time through. Sometimes you need to test out a sauce <laughs> on the Asian buffet to know if it's going to work for you or not. That's a good one. Brian Daly says it's crab Rangoon because the jets are <laughs> fake AF. That's fun. I love this. Congrats show. on that, Brian. Congrats I, on that. I love, I love this show. Yeah. It's I, good. I, I love the people who watch it with us. I love it. So for me, Bill's jets, Asian buffet. And the reason that is, is because it's always better the second time through. I love that. love that. I'm, um, I'm going to stick with uh, a theme from our last, right? Best served cold. Uh, and I'm going to go a little different route than you did. I like how you're, food simile played on the matchup as a whole, like, you know, being the second time around, I- I'm going to go kind of in more of a predictive food simile here. Um, and I'm going to say if Bill's Jets was a food, it'd be a slice of New York style pizza. And for the, you know, sake of them being kind of close to New York city, uh, it's got a good theme, but here's why. Uh, is it the best style pizza, Bruce? In my humble opinion, it is not the no, best Detroit style pizza. Is. I, I concur, but the New York style has certain elite qualities of the kind of pizza that I'm looking for. Not all of the best qualities, but a couple of them, I maybe want to compare like the crust of a New York style pizza to the group of New York Jets corners, right? I think it's the best part of the pizza of a New York style pizza is a fluffy yet crusty outside crust. Like I want a little bit of soft inside and hard outside and because of how thin the pizza is you do tend to get a nice puffy crust that if cooked perfectly you can get the crunch with the softness inside you get the dual textures so like i i think it's the best part of new york style pizza is the is the crust and sometimes i'll just kind of be in it for the crust you know like i'll make my way through the rest of that new york style pizza but there doesn't to me anyways bruce and and this is part of why i still feel like i haven't had that best piece of New York style pizza that everyone talks about. There's just never, well, I'll get to that part, but before I get to that, I can't get away the, the punchline of this, this joke. So uh, the crust is elite. Like the jets corners, their young pass catchers in general are the light level of cheese on a New York slice on a New York style pizza, which I am not a huge over cheese. That's the one thing about Buffalo pizza that always kind of irks me is there's too much cheese on that damn pizza. 
But at the end of the day, Bruce, I just don't think the New York style has enough sauce for the Jets to win. But don't. I think sauce is great, but I, I also like DJ Reed a lot. Um, but I don't think their corners this time around are going to be enough to beat them. And the big reason is I, I think that there's enough film on this Jets defense to know that they are vulnerable over the middle of the field. They're bottom, they're bottom 10 in the league in DVOA uh, def- in defense between um, or inside, and their, uh, their slot corner is not what they have on the outside. Their linebackers are a little bit. Quincy Williams is a, is a good piece. He's a better run piece than he is a pass um, you know, a pass defender and CJ Mosley at this point, his career does not have the same kind of uh top end speed. And don't tell me the, oh gosh. Oh, they scored with three minutes left. Son of a beasting. Um, but at the end of the day, the thing that I love about your Detroit style, my Detroit style, right. Is that extra kind of sauciness to it. And I think that's really where the flavor of a good pizza comes from. Um, and I don't think there's enough sauce on a New York style pizza and I don't think sauce alone is going to ha- be able to help the, help the Jets win this football game. I also think the Bills just have Mike White's number, um, you know, dating back to last year. And I think he's had a couple of good games last week. He turned the ball over a couple of times. Um, I think it's going to be cold. I think, you know, I know a couple of weeks ago uh, when he made his first start, he did it in the rain against the Bears. But it's going to be 35 and cold and, and raining and a wintry mix. And the Bills, again, wanting that revenge. I just don't think there's going to be enough sauce for them to win. Yeah, I think the Mike White thing is very apt that the yeah. Buffalo Bills really had his number last year, but he also didn't have Garrett Wilson last year. No, he did not. So I think that matters a lot because yeah. Garrett Wilson is good at playing football. But the one thing, I, like I think people forget how many things, there, there were a lot of things about that New York game, right? The Bills have Terrell Bernard play almost 100% of the snaps in that game for Matt Milano. Now, will Matt Milano be ready and be playing in this game? We don't know the answer to that question yet. Um, seems like it could be a 50-50 proposition. Questionable going to go into that game. We'll see if he plays. If he does, I think it's a huge advantage for the Bills. Um, but I think what this di- game will feature that the other one didn't is if Matt Milano's out, it's not going to be the rookie Terrell Bernard in there it'll be A.J. Klein. And I feel much better about this defense's ability to stop the run with A.J. Klein in place of Matt Milano than I did for Tyrell, um, Tyrell Bernard, who I just don't – or Terrell Bernard, who I, I think kind of got ex- – his size got a little exposed um, in that first matchup. And, you know, I, I like obviously that final drive where they run right down the field on the Bills. Like I think the Bills are in a better position to stop the run this time around they're not really using James Robinson. They're on RB three, four, and five right now. Um, the offensive line is still kind of playing well. George Fant is playing well. Um, Dwayne Brown is playing. Uh, is it Dwayne Brown? Dwayne? Uh, yeah, it's Dwayne Brown, right? Mm-hmm. Their left tackle. Yeah, he's starting to really kind of hit his stride. He's back. He's healthy. Um, and I know no Jordan Phillips. That hurts as well. But having AJ Klein in place of Terrell Bernard, if Matt Milano can't go, can't go, to me is a big difference in this matchup this time around. Moving along. We are going to say that we're not done with the Odell Beckham thing. We're, we're never not, done. We're not done. We're never done. We're never you know, done. I, when, I, when I initially set up this show and I set up mm-hmm. these rooms, I thought to myself, I swear if Odell Beckham signs with someone like – 10 minutes before the show, I'm going to be really upset. Just so pissed. Just so upset because I was really looking forward to this particular food simile. 
that a potential Ooh. Odell Beckham Jr. signing makes me feel like. Nate, kick us off. I like this one a lot for myself as well. Um, potential OBJ signing makes me feel like, do you remember John Brown last week when we talked about John Brown and I said John Brown was like McDonald's late night drive through and all I want is some good fries and the and you just never know. You just don't know what you're getting with John Brown. Well, I just want you to know before you move on with this that that inspired my wife and late night, late yeah. night yeah. on Saturday or Sunday. I don't remember. I think it was Saturday. Late night, we got in the car, we drove to McDonald's, we got some hot fries. And I and generally, they how were, were awesome. they? They were great. They were good. Okay. They were great. Well, I'm I'm proud. I'm glad for you, and I'm glad this inspired it. But I also recently did a late night, or not super late, but it was like 10:30. And again, then it was last week. I was inspired by this segment, and uh it was exactly what I feared it would be. Soggy, limp, overly salty. Um so, but I'm glad you guys got to experience it because I, I did not. Um, but the reason I bring this up is I'm going to channel another McDonald's food simile for Odell Beckham Jr. and the potential of signing him. And it's not late night French fries. But what it is, Bruce, is it's like going to McDonald's and wanting a milkshake right around 8 p.m. There's a good chance those lazy bleeps turned off the ice cream machine I think there is a nationwide conspiracy around McDonald's franchises specifically turning off ice cream machines when I crave ice cream. And the, and the Sabres score to tie it with minute 30. What do you know about it? Um, and I think the one thing that Odell Beckham Jr. and McDonald's ice cream machines have in common is they only want to keep it open in the afternoon because it takes a long time to clean later on, right? And Odell Beckham, he only wants to play in the playoffs. He doesn't want to play in the regular season. doesn't want to work out for teams. Like, can I trust it? Can I get to the drive-thru with a craving for ice cream and expect I'm going to get that milkshake, that ice cream, uh, that McFlurry? Or am I going to go there and be disappointed? And I feel that way right now with Odell Beckham Jr. as I'm not convinced that me is in a position – where not only is he just going to walk into a playoff game, I think that's incredibly difficult. And I think that's the wrong mindset for him to have. And I think that's probably in a way scaring a lot of the teams off that are interested in signing him. I think that also probably takes the New York Giants out of this. And I do think, and I have thought for a while, this is a Cowboys-Bills race with maybe the Eagles as being that dark horse sitting in the background. But uh, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. Can I trust it, Bruce? Can, can I trust that he's healthy enough to help me now. And if he can't help me till the playoffs, I'm not, and this is not for me a signing for the future, right? Like the Sabres, this isn't trading for Calvin Ridley, right? This isn't, Hey, that'll help us next year. The bills need someone that can help them this year and waiting until the playoffs to find out what you have with no margin for error. I don't know. That's a good one. That's a really good one. There is a nationwide conspiracy, though. I do want to. I want to reiterate that they see you pull up and they're like, "Oh crap!" Turn off the machines. They all have your picture hanging next to the drive-through window. <laughs> when you see this man, turn the power off. Have you seen this man? That's... He comes here specifically, <laughs> specifically for ice cream, and Ruin we must day. not. We must not allow him to have it. Ruin so, his day. for me. 
The Bills potentially signing Odell Beckham makes me feel like it's really late at night and I'm trying to decide if a Crave case is a good idea. Crave crave case is a White Castle case Mm. of many, many, many cheeseburgers. I'm full. Is is it 30 or is it not? It's oh so many. It is oh so many. I am going to, uh, you know what? You want to Google that? Yeah, 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 I'll Google that. I feel like you should Google that. Everybody, everybody. Yeah, it's 30, by the way. It is. Like, so I got that in in, in uh, Vegas, and I'm pretty sure that's what either triggered my deathly illness uh, or, yeah, I did that, Bruce. And I can tell you that it was detrimental for my health. Well, it's, you're sitting there trying to decide. What's going to be? Because there's only two outcomes to getting a Crave case late at night. The first one is it's legendary. It is legend. Wait for it. And I hope you're not lactose intolerant because the last syllable of that word is dairy. Or it's a disaster. It could be legendary or it could be disaster. Mm. For Rams fans, it's legendary. They're going to tell the story. Do you think the fact that the Rams bought an entire Super Bowl on a credit card and now have to turn around and pay for it. Do you think they care? <laughs> no. Rams fans don't, don't care. They, do. they got a chip. They don't care. Don't so for them, do. it's legendary. For Browns fans who got the same thing, it's not so legendary. Hmm. It's a disaster. So when Browns fans think about the signing, the trade in this case, for Odell Beckham Jr., they don't view it positively. But when Rams fans do, they got the same thing. They both got Odell Beckham. For one person, it ended up being legendary. For the other person, it ended up being a disaster. And the funny thing is that whether or not it is a legendary situation Mm. or a disaster situation is based entirely on the way you digest it. Because Odell Beckham is the same guy Odell Beckham's always been. I am not is surprised. He? I am not surprised that Odell Beckham is not working out for teams. That does not shock me. Hmm. I am not surprised that Odell Beckham doesn't want to play until the playoffs. That does not shock me either. I'm not saying Odell Beckham is a bad teammate. This is not me railing against Odell Beckham. But even people who love Odell Beckham say he's a little, little bit of a quirky personality. Mm-hmm. Even people who love White Castle will tell you that's a little quirky of a food. It's a very small miniature steamed hamburger. It's odd. And it's it is whether odd. whether or not you think it's an adventure or a legendary or a disaster is not based on the food. The food is the way the food has always been. White Castle hasn't come out with anything meaningfully new in a million years. No, they it's haven't the had same to. thing it's always been. Yeah. The only question is, how do you digest it? Mm-hmm. For you, that is it. it right. did not go well. No, it didn't. For my wife, who called me, my wife is out of town this week. She called me last night and said, guess what I had? I said, what? She said, White Castle. I said, was it great? She said, yes. So to me, Hmm. it's not about the White Castle. It's never been about the White Castle. It's about the way you digest it. And whether or not it's going to be an adventure or a disaster isn't based on the White Castle at all. No. It's based on you. It is. It's really based on your DNA, your ability to break down 
complex carbs. Correct. Very complex carbs. <laughs> and that is a very complex food simile. How did I do, Nate? I liked it a lot. Did I, I, did I bring it today? I feel like. Yeah, I listen, I, I, anytime you're going to bring White Castle to the situation, I appreciate it. Um, here's my thing with White Castle, though. Like I said, I, I, and here's a great question for you, Bruce. You get those without onions? I do not. Hmm. I get them straight. I'm surprised by that. Yeah. And the reason that is, is because of my wife. My wife likes them with onions. My wife. My wife. Likes them with onions. I mean, what are you going to do? Uh, it's not, it's, I feel like uh, we've referenced. I feel like we've referenced that movie enough that that should be part of the drinking game at some point. I think it, I think it might have to get. We might have to in, interchange one uh, of my wife or just any Borat reference. Any Borat reference. Uh, any Borat reference also automatically uh, chug. I like that. That's yeah, fine. my wife will never get old. I just it it simply will not. It lives, I feel like you have to get married anything. so that you can do it. I just might. Just what? What are you guys getting married for? Well, well, you know, there's this joke <laughs> that I really want to. I really want to get this joke in, and I need. You know what, sweet? Oh, hold on, just a second. Uh, hey, babe, will you marry me? <laughs> it's about a joke. <coughs> please, please do it. Please don't pack up. Wait, where are you going? <laughs> yeah. White oh, Castle. Oh, goodness oh, gracious. oh, oh, gosh. Yeah, my, please don't. My, don't yell, Bruce. My dogs are going to kill me in the background. They heard me oh, yelling. They, they, they thought mom was something. Well they, they, well, they wanted to yell, too. Hey, true guys, don't bark. Relax. Okay. Everything's great. By the, by the way, you got to take a drink. Bruce mentioned one of his pets. Say what now? You mentioned one of your pets, so you got a drink. Oh, gosh. We all got to take a drink, guys. Yeah. We all got to take a drink. What are we doing? All right, hold on. We did that on purpose. Okay. Mm. Drink mm. is done. All right. Mm. Winners and losers. This week in the NFL. Let's start with winners. Okay. And I'm going to do a winner who's historically a loser. Oh, uh, yeah. It's Baker Mayfield. It is. It is. Baker Mayfield just made himself. I'll bet you he made himself at least $20 million on Thursday night. And what I mean by that is mm. Baker Mayfield is going to be a backup quarterback in the NFL now at this point. No doubt. At least at least $20 million. At least $20 he million. He could turn into Chase Daniel. Right. If And if he turned into Chase Daniel, he would be fine with that from a financial standpoint. Because if, yeah. you, if you say, I can come in and run an offense with two days of practice, you have literally just proven you have everything that it takes to be a backup quarterback in the NFL. Baker Mayfield has just set the floor for what his career was going to be and raised it up a couple notches. And Baker Mayfield has shown up on the loser side of this column so many times. So many times. So, Luke says, let Baker bake. Hashtag let Baker let bake. Let Baker bake. Right. Let Baker bake. Troy says, if Stafford's injury is worse than expected, he could be the starter next year. That wouldn't shock me either. It wouldn't shock me. But I think the Rams would probably try and swing something major because they'd hmm. – as long as Aaron Donald is in the center of his career, along with Cooper Cup, they feel like they're in a four-year window where they can win a Super Bowl, and they're going to every... go all in every year. And Baker Mayfield does not strike me as an all-in move. No, but everybody keeps talking, and the, the Stafford injury thing, like people cryptic about it and don't really 
I don't know what it is, how bad it is, but I, I would say that if your backup plan is Baker Mayfield in a year that you claim him off waivers, you get him for nothing. Good for the Rams. I mean, because it is egregious that the that the Indianapolis Colts did not put in a claim for Baker Mayfield. They have no other answers at the quarterback position. You might as well give him an opportunity. Matt Ryan is cooked. I mean, cooked, cooked. He's overcooked. I and thought it was, it'd be the Texans. Texans, too. I mean, there, there are several teams that it was egregious that they did not put a claim in for Baker Mayfield. Do I think Baker Mayfield at this point in his career is a top 28 quarterback? No. Um, but neither none of those teams have one either. And the only thing that you can, that I'll consider to say is you get him in the right situation with the right play caller, and who knows? And I think what you saw yesterday, even in such a with, with such a brief understanding of that offense, the wizardry of Sean McVay, when he wants to have a guy succeed, he can. And I think at the end of the Jared Goff era, he no longer really wanted to work with Jared Goff. I don't know how that relationship went sour, but um, yeah, I mean, Baker Mayfield's the winner this week for me too. Um, but I'm going to bring another guy into this that is in this conversation as well. That's Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff continues to be a winner right now in Detroit, Bruce. And you know, for me, I'm, I would call myself a Jared Goff fan. I think he's an easy guy to root for. I think he got a raw deal in L.A., a guy that, you know, helped. He wasn't the reason why, but Matthew Stafford wasn't the reason why they made it to the Super Bowl. He led the league in interceptions last year, made some plays in the Super Bowl, but he wasn't the reason that the L.A. Rams won the Super Bowl. If all was the same last year, Von Miller, OBJ, and they had Jared Goff, they probably would have won too. Um, so I think for me, like, Jared Goff, kind of, kind of a raw deal. He's 27, 28 years old. He's putting himself in a position this year to have a career year, which he he's thrown 30 touchdowns in a season. Um, he's on. He already has more yards and touchdowns and less interceptions than he did all of last season through week 13. So I think for me, Jared Goff's another winner in this because he's playing his way into the Detroit Lions maybe going defense maybe going interior defensive line, right? Early in that draft with the pick they have from the uh, I'm sorry, not from the, the Lions pick that they have from the Rams. I was literally about to ask you, do you think there's a chance the Lions pass on? I think there's a chance. I think there's a chance, especially if let's say they have one guy in this draft that they were like this guy over everything else. And maybe that's like a, I, I could see, I could hundred percent see Detroit loving Will Levis. I could, I just, I could see it. I can absolutely see that. I can see them loving Anthony Richardson. Yeah. I cannot see and, them loving Bryce Young. Here's the Young. thing. I agree with that. I think, I think the Bryce Young conversation is not a good one for them. I, I don't think he's a good fit there. Um, I would say though, that if you are, if you're them, you've got Jamison Williams, Anamon Rock, maybe you do go Bryce Young, but I think to me, it's Will Levis. I like the Anthony Richardson play too. I think it would be high. For Anthony Richardson, if they're picking in the top eight, top nine, I think that's really high um, for Anthony Richardson based on how raw he really is. I mean, he, to me, is twice as raw as Josh Allen when he came out. But I think they have that's that same kind of statement. Dude, he's really, At least he played really in the SEC. Raw. Yeah, but he's played less games than Josh Allen has at the college level. Right. And frankly... He looked good in like one or two games. Yeah, so he's he played SEC against Mark yeah. Sanchez then. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, way better tools than Mark Sanchez had. 
Um, I'm just talking about from an experience standpoint. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Richardson could that might be a really good opportunity for Richardson though, because that also might it might be the perfect opportunity for both those guys. Jared Goff, that might give Jared Goff two more years of starting availability in Detroit while Richardson sort of prepares for what it's going to be like in the NFL. And if there's um, any if there's any team in the world that is going to get a rookie quarterback and then sit them for two years, it's the Lions. Yeah. Also, I want to throw this one out there. CJ Stroud has gotten a Jared Goff comp. I didn't really like that comp. So I didn't really was was that the uh, Matt Miller comp too? By the way, I don't remember who made that comp. It wasn't Matt Miller. I haven't done comps yet. Who did? Uh, what did I see? Uh, did I see? Oh, shoot, I, I I gotta find it. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it. Matt, I saw an Anthony Miller. Richardson Cardale yeah. Jones comp that I thought was interesting. Uh, yeah. I think he's more athletic than Cardale was. But. Yes, I would agree with that. Um. Yeah, I gotta find those comps because it was not good. Matt Are you Googling something right now? I did. I, I I did. Yeah. Everybody drink. Yeah, I did. He's Googling something. We are way off track now on the us? winners and losers. Yeah. No, us? no, we would never. Uh, you could, would. It literally could track. not be us. Your okay, off Bri- track. he put Bryce Young as Tua Tagovailoa, CJ Stroud as Dak Prescott, mm. Will Levis, Matt Stafford. I don't mind the Dak Prescott comp for CJ Stroud. I don't mind that at all. Um, Do you mind that? No, no. I, I think that's probably close. I, it was the Bryce Young and Tua one that I don't, I can't get down with at all. No, Bryce Young is far more of a playmaker than Tua is. Way he's more. Also, he's also smaller. He is smaller. And I, I do think, though, that Bryce Young is going to have a similar arm strength than as Tua when he gets to the pros. Like, he doesn't have that that zip zip that um, that I think a guy like Will Levis has, like a guy um, in this draft like Anthony Richardson has, he's got that arm. Um, Bryce Young it does not. Um, so you're going to get a lot of arm punts with him. But the thing with him is he's not to a, in that he's not going to win a lot from the pocket in the NFL, I don't think. I really? You think he's Doug Flutie? I'm staying the hell away from Bryce Young. If I, I He reminds me a lot of Kyler Murray. I think that is the comp for him is Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's been a perfectly reasonable quarterback in the NFL. I have I don't think so. I don't think he's been very good. I think the stats what? are inflated. I think the stats are very inflated with him. I and I and I'm gonna tell you this right now. If you gave me the choice between not starting my franchise, but today, if I had a three-year window to win a Super Bowl, and you said I had to choose between Kyler Murray. Give me another one. Give, 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 me, give, give me another quarterback to choose between uh, Bryce Young, or I'm sorry, not Bryce Young, um, Kyler Murray and Kyler Murray or Kirk Cousins. I had Kirk Cousins in my head. Mm-hmm. I would take Kirk Cousins. Well, I said Kirk Cousins was a better quarterback than Kyler Murray this past offseason by one spot. I had Cousins at number 12 and Murray at number 13. I think, I think it's a little high for me on Kirk Cousins. I think that I... Th- Kyler Murray or Derek Carr? no denying... Yeah, I'm I'm dropping absolute heaters in you right now. Just absolute um, heaters right on top of you. Kyler Murray or Derek Carr? I think I would take Kyler Murray over Derek Carr. I'm not yeah. a big Derek Carr fan, though. Um, I've got serious questions about whether Kyler Murray will ever be able to lead a team to anything. 
I don't think he's that kind of guy. He's not the guy. He's not the gravitational type personality. I don't think you have to be. Aaron Rodgers isn't either. And he's won one Super Bowl. He's the most one of the most talented throwers. Ben Roethlisberger wasn't either. You can be good or you can be a good leader. Probably I both, but never neither. I don't think. I don't think Big Ben. I don't think Big Ben was a bad leader. I don't think he was a good leader. I Ask think Kyler Murray is a his bad previous leader. teammates how he felt about Big Ben. I think you can be a, if you're if you're a quarterback, you can be good, or you can be a good leader. Preferably both. Would you say that neither. Kyler Murray has good is is talent is like from a talent perspective? Yes, good or great. Well, how would you describe him? talent perspective? He's great. Yeah. He has a great arm. He has great mobility. He has good ball placement. He's I think he has great short. mobility. I think he has great mobility. He has a great arm. He has a really good arm. I I'm going to stop short and telling you I think he's great. I think he's good, but I don't think he's I don't think he's good enough to be a guy that's going to take his team to meaningful games in January. I, I would love don't. to see I would love to see Kyler Murray in an offensive system that wasn't Cliff Kingsbury's. Uh yeah, I I would Kingsbury is because... not good. No, no, he's not. Um, I would give like me, to see... give me Kyler Murray in Kevin Stefanski's offense. Ugh. Yeah. No. Give me give boots me, out the back me... end. Give me no. boots out the back end. Give me Hard Kyler play Murray. Action. Kyler Murray and Nick Sirianni's offense. No, you no, you can't do Sirianni. Yeah. Why? What interior quarterback runs with a five foot ten quarterback? Well, he wouldn't necessarily be interior quarterback runs. I mean, he's not. Jalen Hurts is like 5'11". Yeah, Jalen Hurts is also built like a brick house. Yeah, brick shit house. I know. But, you know, like I I, I, I like the the passing concepts and the things that he does with Jalen Hurts. He's really – he leans very well into – oh, gosh. See, no, no Matt, Matt, no, Matt, no, Matt, no, Matt, no, 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 Matt. I don't want to see anyone in Greg I, Roman's I, offense, I, Matt. I, what are you I, doing I, to us, Matt? Jared says Jerry, Jalen Hurts squats 600 pounds. Exactly. Jalen Hurts – Squat 600 pounds. Kyler Murray, very wisely, mind you, slides before anyone touches him. I am not a Kevin Stefanski fan, so you won't see me wanting to see anyone in Kevin Stefanski's offense. Dude, look what he did. Look at Jacoby Brissett did in Kevin Stefanski's offense. Okay. Jacoby Brissett was a top 12 quarterback in Kevin Stefanski's offense. That's a top 10 offense with Jacoby freaking Brissett. He's the best running game in football, one of the best offensive lines. I could I could put up top twenty numbers, Bruce. That was a top passing offense, and Deshaun Watson was, did I, not look good. Did not look good. I don't know. I don't know, Bruce. I'm not a fan of Stefanski. I don't think Stefanski is going to be around very long. The team's not good. They they thought they were a quarterback away. They're not. No, but that's because the defense, not because Stefanski's not know, a good offense. Stefanski's not a good game manager. No, but he's a good offensive play caller. That's all we're talking right. about. So he'll we're only be, talking about he'll be an offensive coordinator somewhere. I think his right. offense is built for eight years ago. I don't think it's built for today. All right. So who you got for a loser? Do you have a loser? I not. I kind of forgot because we were. Are you the loser? I might be. We're, I, I think, think we're I, all you know, collectively. There it is. Loser. We're all collectively the loser. <laughs> Take a drink. We're all the loser because Nate forgot his loser. I'm going to go I first. Forgot. Yeah, you go first. I'll, I'll, I'll the Raiders are the losers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Raiders are the losers for so many reasons. Not only did you lose to Baker Mayfield's Rams after he was there for two days, but you can't fire Josh McDaniels. Mm. You can't. No. 
the the rumors of the Raiders being cash poor has existed forever. And the reason they don't fire coaches is because they don't want to pay them because coaches' contracts are guaranteed. Mm. The Raiders and the Broncos were both two of the hold my beer teams this offseason. They went and got Devontae Adams. They went and got Russell Wilson. The AFC West, do you remember all the narratives about the AFC West this offseason? I thought the, I thought the Raiders could win the West. Well, that didn't work out. As uh, Lee Corso uh, famously says, not so fast. Not so fast, my friend. Not so fast. That's right. So it turns out it's the same thing as always is, is the Chiefs dominating the division. Yep. Tyreek Hill being there doesn't really matter. Nope. But the Raiders are the biggest loser because it wasn't like they didn't try this offseason. They did. They went and tried to build a new regime this offseason. They went and got who I think is the best receiver in football mm-hmm. in Devontae Adams. Who it turns out Aaron Rodgers needed Devontae Adams a lot more than Devontae Adams needed Aaron Rodgers. That's a bingo. And you went and got the best receiver in football. Your hand-picked <laughs> GM and head coaching combo. Yep. <clears throat> and you just lost to a Rams team that's a shell of themselves and is starting a quarterback who got there two days ago. I saw a tweet. No Aaron Donald. No Cooper Cup. No Allen Robinson. No Allen Robinson. Their starting left tackle was out. Their starting right tackle was out. Starting Matt center Stafford's was out. Gone. Just crazy. Quarterback that was there for, they kept saying 48 hours. He got in on Tuesday. He didn't even get a full 48 hours. Right. So for me, when I look at this scenario, I I saw a great tweet. It said the Rams literally Amazon primed themselves a quarterback, (laughs) which I thought was absolutely brilliant. They ordered a quarterback on Amazon prime and he got there next day. That is funny. So for me, when I think about that, I think, it wasn't because you didn't try. No. You tried and you failed, and that makes it worse. That does make it worse. And that gives you – and also, your number one source of offense this year is a free agent at the end of the year because you didn't pick up his fifth-year option. Mm. So your number one source of offense this year is also a running back, which is never a good thing. No, never. You don't want a running back to be the centerpiece of your team. Especially a running back whom you didn't pick up the fifth-year option and is now in a yeah. contract no year. team control leading the league in rushing because now you're going to be convinced you have to pay him. I don't believe, by the way, I don't believe the Raiders will pay him. I don't think they can. No. So for me, biggest loser Raiders. Okay. I do. I I do remember what mine was, by the way. All right. I'm ready. And it does include a group of people and it's part of it is people that watch football night in America and also people that watch Notre Dame football on Saturdays. Because Jason Garrett, unfortunately, turned down the Stanford job and will be staying with NBC to do broadcasts. For that, we all lose. None of us win in a situation where on a weekend basis during the most important time of the year, college in the NFL football season, we have to watch an actual robot human alien perform for us. And it's like, it's just the performance no one ever asked for. And listen, I think... For the, uh, I think a lot of people give Collinsworth a hard time. Chris Collinsworth, that is. I'm not, I'm not like a fan or Chris Collinsworth defender. I just think people give him a hard time. I think he's fine. 
but his son is just the walking definition of, you know, it's, it's, it, I don't think he's good enough to be calling play by play on NBC for the greatest college football program to ever grace our green earth. Like they're the only team on national television every single week. And Jack Collinsworth and Jason Garrett, that's what I got to deal with on Saturdays. And then on Sundays, I got to watch him in football night in America with the other, like, looks like his face is stapled on and Tony Dungy. Like, I, it's just, a, it's a weird aesthetic watching Tony Dungy, who, again, is very monotoned and very light and just kind of has a lot to say. And, uh, and then you got Jason Garrett, who's like, like, he looks like he's, like, his face is stapled back. I don't know. I'm, I'm unhappy about it. So we're all losers. Just so you know, I get Gus Johnson is what I get. You get Jason Garrett. I get Gus Johnson. You don't like Gus Johnson? No, I love Gus Johnson. Oh, that's the point. I'm rubbing oh, it in. Oh, okay. I see. I see. I see. I see. I see. I'm rubbing yeah, it in right you. now because I get, I love Gus Johnson. He A lot of people very, don't very like different. Gus Johnson and those people are wrong. So those people are absolutely wrong. Listen, like they don't love fun. I, I'm trying to remember. Um, Notre Dame broadcasters. Uh, I got to find the old school broadcast team. I want to say it's the guy that maybe currently does CBS, uh, SEC games. Um, but Notre Dame had such a long history of really good announcers on TV. And yeah, like what we're dealing with now is Paul McGuire was a color commentary guy for Notre Dame in 1995. I bet you didn't know that. I did not know that. I didn't know it. Chris Collinsworth, 92 to 94, just, you know, they're just giving it to people, I guess, who were family of Chris Collinsworth. That's the, that's the thing I don't love is it just feels like Chris Collinsworth got the job because his, his dad was, you know, Paul Burmeister. He was a play-by-play guy right, uh, yeah. for, uh, for Notre Dame for a while. Tom Hammond, Tom Hammond was a good one. Um, I love the right. fact that Richard Rush is in the comments section telling everybody when they're supposed to drink. <laughs> I absolutely love it. I absolutely love Drink it. Drink again. I love it. Drink again. I absolutely love it. It will it, it'll never ever ever get old for me. No. Looking in the comment section and having people go, drink, drink. You're supposed to drink. You're Come on, guys. What are you doing? Everybody drinks. I right. will say, I will say I miss Tariko. Tariko's great on Sunday night football, but I miss him on I miss him on, on Notre Dame game day. I'm an Iron Eagle guy personally. Ooh. I also Iron like Eagle Iron Eagle. solid. Also like Iron Eagle a lot. Iron What's Eagle. not to like about Iron Eagle? Um, underrated. Just tremendously underrated. Uh, you know who else I like is Mark Kestisher. He's, uh, I think, Westwood One Radio. Yeah. Does the games beautifully for a radio guy. Does the games beautifully. I, but in my humble opinion, I think one of the current best play-by-play announcers in football, Paul Allen. Minnesota. Strong. Very, very, very good. All right. Nate, we did it. We did do it. We did, we the, did thing. the things, man. I think I'm going to go to bed early tonight. Ooh. I'm exhausted. I have Love been exhausted from cleaning up dog, uh, dog inflicted wounds on my carpet today. And I'm, it's tough. you know, I had myself my whiskey and uh, whiskey and root beer. And I think I'm going to go to bed. Hmm. I'm gonna, I'm, well, I'm not after this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna produce doing the stuff I have to do. I'm I kind of feel like I might go get a little root beer tonight. You've been, you've been really selling it hard for me, and I, I haven't been had selling it in a while. root beer. Get and a I good root beer. Like, I kind of want to do like root beer and bourbon. 
dude, do it. Yeah. I think you might have you might have convinced me. I would not steer you wrong, man. Okay. I would never. Well, folks, I hope you had a good time. I hope that you enjoyed the drinking game, and I hope you enjoyed the shenanigans, the tomfoolery, all of the words that we use to describe yeah. hijinks. Hijinks, yes. Hijinks. Got to use hijinks. But most importantly, aside from all that, I hope you didn't leave hungry. Go Army. <laughs>